Cousin Jared, we are back to wrap up, I guess. Yeah. Uh, week nine. Yeah. We'll, we'll see if there's another show later on in the week. If we want to do a, drop a few more picks uh, mm. later on in the week, but maybe, if nothing else, yeah, uh, maybe a total or two as we get closer to, to game time. Maybe a total or two. We have been in discussions about a total of a day. The Tuesday and Wednesday slate uh, did not appeal to you for totals. So we did not find anything that we thought was, was worth the value. And that's what one of the things you're always pushing, right? You know, we don't want to, we don't want to. We don't want to go too far. We don't. We don't want to stretch our, our boundaries. We want to, you know, stay within ourselves and and only pick what we like. We haven't had a total for these two days. Maybe we'll get one here uh, later on. But we are going to cover every remaining week nine game. There's like forty more of them, I think, uh, yeah. on this show. So hopefully, viewer, you are with us for the entirety of the show. And if you want to catch all of the breakdowns, all of the suggestions, all the leans, all of the hey, maybe don't do this. We don't like that. <laughs> type discussion uh the same sort of analysis you're going to get on all the games at the front of the show and the back part of the show that links in the show description to sign up with us on dub club under one dollar a day cousin jared any thing to mention before i get started nope let's jump right into it let's do it then saturday at noon oklahoma and kansas uh you know cousin jared as a, as a baylor alum, I, I i got to grad school at baylor right as they were starting to get good and I'm really reminded a lot of his kids team runs me a lot of those Baylor teams. <laughs> Terrible defense, good offense, lots of points, fun, much better than they had been in the past. Um, I think Oklahoma's going to put up a lot of points on them. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, last year, Oklahoma put up a lot of points on them uh, mm-hmm. as well. I don't really see how it's any different this time. Uh, I mean, that's the biggest difference. Kansas' offense is good enough to hang in this game. Yep. The issue is their defense isn't. And I mean, that's kind of the impetus. For Oklahoma, minus 10, B-grade pick. This was 10.5 on Sunday. Passed on it. It did drop to 9.5, so 9.5 even be better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now it's still at 10. 10 still, still a fine number, especially at minus 105. B-grade pick. Uh, we don't give A-grades really to lay in big numbers. And we don't give yep. A-grades to lay in big odds. But yep. uh, B-grade value because the, the laying stuff's always just a little bit, a little bit less value. They're usually a little bit, little bit shakier. We want to be a little more, uh, have a little more discretion with those. But this one's one that rises to the top of your list. Cousin Jared, tell us yep. why. Yeah. So you mentioned there is a huge mismatch when uh, Oklahoma's on offense and Kansas is on defense. I, I don't know how many stops uh, Kansas is going to get, uh, but I think you're definitely going to be able to count it on one hand. Uh, probably just on like a one or two fingers, if I had to guess. Uh, one thing when I was breaking down this game, I was kind of surprised looking at UCF's defensive rating because I was looking at, you know, last week that, that UCF-Oklahoma game probably a lot closer. Oh, where did that come from? Yeah, the UCF-Oklahoma <laughs> okay, right, game yep, yep, last yep. week probably a lot closer than most people expected. Yep. But when you go look at UCF's defensive rating, it, it's actually, you know, it's above average uh, yep. this year. Okay. And, well above average. The, the biggest and, issue UCF's had has been games where John Reese Pumlick has not played. That's correct. been their biggest issue. And, and he played last weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Hung in there and, and had, a, had a chance to win that game. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the thing is, is that uh, Kansas does not have like that's that's not the case with Kansas. Kansas yeah. defense is completely different league. I mean, Kansas, Kansas defense would be a subpar for even for a group of five yeah. defense. And, yeah. and so that's the level that, that we're talking about here. 
maybe some people might be concerned and I just want to double check this to make sure I'm right. But yes, Kansas is coming off a buy. And so maybe you could convince yourself, Hey, something good's going to happen. Uh, you know, Kansas had an extra week to get prepared for this game. But again, I don't think that's going to help how bad uh, Kansas's defense has, has been. Maybe they get a little something going on offense because of that early in the game. Uh, but just overall, I, I don't think that bye week is going to help Kansas in this spot and Oklahoma's defense. I, I definitely so improved. Yes, yes. I was going to say I remember plenty of Oklahoma Kansas games during Lincoln Riley's time there, and then last year where last Oklahoma year. just couldn't get a stop against Kansas, and the games ended up being a lot closer than they should have been. I don't think that's going to be the case this year. I think this Oklahoma defense is good enough uh, to get more than a few stops in this game and, and pull away and win by uh, you know more than ten points. Yeah, last year Oklahoma was ahead twenty-one going into the fourth quarter could not get a stop at the end in order to uh, cover a number like this. Uh, Uh That game was at home, of course, as well. But that Oklahoma defense last year was terrible. We've talked about it. One of the biggest turnarounds, which isn't overly shocking, right? And that's where we always talk about when we see something that shocks us a little bit, we should ask ourselves, is this something that we kind of saw coming or not with a defensive you know, coach in Venables, you know, we expected that to turn around at some point and it, and sure enough it has. And that's, I think the biggest difference between this year's game and last year's game. I'm expecting Jason Bean uh, to play again, just like he did last year uh, as Daniels is listed as doubtful, still coming off of that bye, And yeah. so that's fortunate for Kansas. Even if Daniels were to play, I'm not sure he'd be a hundred percent. It would make the Kansas yeah. offense a little bit better, but that's not really the thing here. Again, Oklahoma's defense is good enough to get some stops. Kansas's offense is good enough to score. I don't think Oklahoma's going to mm-hmm. shut them uh, right. or Daniels, right? And Daniels is a big mm-hmm. upgrade. Absolutely. But the biggest issue here is going to be, I'm just not sure Kansas can get many stops. I think Oklahoma's yep. going to get their score. And unlike last year, where Kansas was able to get a backdoor by outscoring Oklahoma 14 to three in the fourth quarter, I think Oklahoma's defense is built better enough to stop it this year. So, I mean, that's really the just the biggest difference uh, between this year and last year's game, uh, in my opinion. It's really Oklahoma minus 10. Yep. Pick model thinks they win by an average of 18. The night games, 8 p.m. Eastern, North Carolina and Georgia Tech. Because, Jared, to me, you know, big overreaction. After mm-hmm. a terrible loss, terrible yep. loss, absolutely. But uh, you're never as bad as you look at your worst. Every team has a bad yep. game. And there's been a number of times that the model has not really dinged a team for an embarrassing loss or an embarrassing close loss and instead has kind of just stuck with them and said, I still believe in you. For the most part, those teams have done really well. Kansas State's one of those teams that the model still believes in. TCU is one who played really well and got us the win before. Of course, then TCU played Kansas State. And then what are you going to do, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one of them had to, had to win. Um, yep. Miami was another one that the model still stuck with and got the job done last week. So the model still sticks with some of these teams. It'll drop the teams that it thinks should drop and it won't drop the teams. It doesn't. And North Carolina hasn't dropped uh, mm-hmm. as bad as that loss was. It did ding their defense a little bit, brings their defense to number 44. I, I was thinking about this and maybe it's something I'll try to add at some point. I kind of wish I had more like rankings. It almost like we kind of joke about where college football is going. It's going to a, to a champions league, premier league type, whatever. Mm-hmm. set up right where if i if i took the champions league rankings what it would be like the the top team whatever yeah. because i i, I want to like basically see like north carolina's defense at 44 is like very okay it's not great for the fact that they want to be a top 10 team i still got them 13th like that's not good <laughs> for right. that but it's still way better than Georgia Tech. So it's like, how do we kind of rectify that? Like, it's it's very below the teams they want to be competing with, but it's still better than half of the ACC. And that's kind of right. where they sit defensively. But offensively, of course, they're in another planet. Georgia Tech, I'm not high on, haven't been high on. 
all season. Um, we faded them a lot. It's mostly worked out. Hasn't worked out every single game, but it's mostly worked out. Uh, and that's kind of what we're doing here. Model says North Carolina by 22.9. Uh, we're going to lay the 11 and a half B grade, kind of a similar situation to the Oklahoma one, except here, I think a little bit more so in that people might be worried about 10 or 11 is key, but I kind of think 14, 17, 21, 24 yeah. are more likely key numbers than yeah. 10 and 11 are in this case. Uh, it'll be a road game, but a great bounce back spot and a great situation to, to buy low on a team coming off of a bad showing. Yeah, I, I agree with everything that you just said. And also Georgia Tech has played two uh, home games two true home games this season against FBS opponents and have lost both of them. One of those being to Bowling Green, they lost mm. by 11. And then uh, the game last week against Boston College that they lost by 15. North Carolina a little better than both of those teams. Yes, North just Carolina. a little bit better than both of those teams. And so let's just throw out a hypothetical here for a second that maybe sideline is overrating North Carolina. Mm. Just a little bit. Let's just throw that out there. I'm not saying it is, but let's just throw that out there. Mm. Um, sideline <laughs> definitely overestimated Georgia Tech la- <laughs> last week. Even though it said Boston College should have been the play in that game, it still had Georgia Tech favored by a reasonable amount. That's why mm-hmm. we were able to grab plus mm-hmm. 160 or plus 170, whatever we were able to get with, with Boston College. And so, um, you know, Georgia Tech has just not performed well at home this season. I think that sideline is slowly catching up. It's like, hey, maybe Georgia Tech isn't quite as bad, you know, knocking it a little bit each week, knocking it a little bit each week. I just don't think maybe it needs to make – one slightly bigger mm. jump to get to how bad um, Georgia Tech is. But the other thing is, is e- even if it sideline is a little off on both of these teams, you've got enough of a cushion here to still feel feel good about this. Um, and also, I appreciate the wake up call that North Carolina got got yeah. last week. Yeah. Um, because uh, like, <laughs> had, they, had they cruised that game, this is definitely one where you're like, I'm nervous about how many times we're going to lay points with them because yes. like, yeah. they're going to have that sleepy game eventually. It's 19 year old kids. It's coming, right? When is it coming? Yeah. We don't know. Well, okay, yeah. we got the hope. Hopefully, cross our fingers, we got that out of the way. They show up to play here, right? Yep, yep. That's that's exactly right. So I, I like North Carolina here. Uh, I, I think they have, last week notwithstanding, I think they have addressed a lot of the defensive issues they had last year. Again, yeah. not a wonderful defense, but much, much improved. And I think that a, an average defense is going to give this Georgia Tech offense uh, a lot of trouble. And yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. And I want to kind of pivot off a couple things you said and and, and talk to them because you brought up some interesting things really to talk about. Um, number one, Georgia Tech's an interesting case because we've been lower on them than the market. And it seems like they've actually performed even lower than that. Yeah. And yeah. so it's always interesting to me when we have – you know, we have teams that were higher on the market and lower on and the market kind of, you know, is one way and they'll perform away. It kind of moves around. And it's always when we're one side and they perform the other side, you kind of, it's like, oh, it's catching up. Right. But when it's like this, it's like, man, we were already low on them, lower than the market. Mm-hmm. Like how much lower can they go? Or, or on the flip side, we, we talk about a team like Eastern Michigan that we're just constantly really high on this year. And it's like, we're higher on the market and they keep overperforming. And so like, we're kind of like the models kind of like, yeah, you are good. Yeah. And even you're even better, but it's like, they keep performing better. Like, so I always just look at those and I don't know. I, I don't have the right answer. Right. It goes back to right. all models are wrong. And yeah. that was kind of the second point when I wanted to mention, you kind of talked about like being off on teams or whatever. And it's a, it's something we don't talk about a ton, but it is an, a very interesting discussion on the details of, you know, margin of error. And we yeah. understand that, Every every team that we're displaying is the point estimate, uh, and, and and we are not assessing 
or we are not trying to say that this is the perfect accurate representation. There is some margin of error and we know that every team's off a little bit. Some teams just happen to be off by a tiny bit and some by a little bit more. We don't know exactly which one's which. And that's where we always joke about when we second guess the model. I feel like personally, when I second guess the model on, I think it's off this way. I think it's biased this way. I'm usually wrong. And that's where there's a lot happening here that we sometimes maybe don't go into that detail on the show don't right. want to lose the attention span of people who might not care about it, but it's, it is such a great discussion to be had of model thinks this, we know it's not right. If you try to assess where it's wrong, that's where I think we often get in trouble. Um, and that's why we talk about loving the higher confidence grades because the grades are kind of to say when we have a big enough difference that even though that margin of error it, it might shift around a little bit, we're still in a comfortable place. And that's right. where I think was maybe to kind of summarize your point was, we don't really know a lot with both of these teams, like the models off on every team. And these are two teams that the model might have a little bit more margin of error. It might be a little bit more off on, but with the model saying North Carolina by 23, only having to lay 11 and a half, even yeah. if there is some of that wiggle room off, like we still feel pretty decent about this, yeah. <laughs> about this number. Um, and we don't have to get so worried on it when it's a lot closer. It's like, Oh, well, if it, if it is off a little bit, which again, it is for every team. We just don't know by how much, we start getting into like, oh, well, now are you laying seven and it really should only be six? That's maybe not right, the smartest right. move in the world, that, that sort of thing. So yep. um, a lot of good discussion points there. North Carolina, though, we think is a strong, good bounce back spot. Um, a lot of times we talk about this. We're on the wrong side of the key numbers, 10 of 11, but I don't think those are the key numbers to be worried about here uh, just because I think it's a massive mismatch. As long as North Carolina now bounces back, shows a focus, they should be able to take care of this. It's a Georgia Tech team that ah, looked great for that second quarter against Louisville. And it's like, everyone just only remembering that. And otherwise though, it's just not really an impressive body of work from Georgia tech. Um, that and the, the Miami, you know, absolute debacle of a game of an ending. That was so terrible. Um, yeah. Otherwise though, they've, they've been pretty disappointing. So uh, North Carolina, they're the pick. And then to the light slot, cousin Jared, we got a double dose last show of mountain west you wrap this up on the extended cut version again uh mm -hmm. we're about to cover every single game so if you want that link people sign up link in the show description there uh under a dollar a day to get that we cover a couple late night mountain west picks that you like we're going to go some pack 12 after dark on this one oregon state and arizona because arizona has been very impressive and i feel like my whole summary of this game is two things a kind of a little bit of a lather rinse repeat from the oklahoma breakdown Mm -hmm. um, but also a little bit of, I've been really impressed with Arizona. I'm proud of Arizona, just like Kansas. They mm -hmm. look good. They're improved. I think they're going the right direction. Mm -hmm. I think maybe we're overreacting a little bit with this number mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. Oregon state is just a much better team. Uh, mm -hmm. minus 165 is really short. B grade pick here for us simply because we're laying a little bit of a price here and we don't love doing that, but there's a lot of value on this pick still um, mm. according to sideline, which thinks Oregon state wins almost three out of four times. Cousin Jared, what you got for us? Yeah. So I, I think what I, one of the first things I want to start out by saying is that Noah Fafita, uh, I, I, I have been impressed uh, yeah. with what I have seen. Uh, Delora sure. went out and you were like, oh man, that's going to put a big hamper on this Arizona offense. And that was not the case. No. It seems that they just kept chugging along. Um, Jedfish seems to have a, a, a good offense. Uh, Maybe actually a little better in the to the point where I'm pretty sure that the model has a feeder rate ranked higher than Delora now. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, just crazy, crazy, crazy uh, yeah. is what I would say. If you would have told me before the season that he would have gone down and Arizona would still be uh, competitive in games and winning games, I, I wouldn't have believed you. Um, yeah. But He's the good. other, th yeah, yeah. Both of these teams had a bye week coming into this game. 
And I just feel like I have seen um, this Oregon State team with, with uh, Jonathan Smith as the head coach coming in and being able to shut down good offenses year in mm. and year out, mm. whether that's USC, whether that's Oregon, whether Oregon, that's Washington. Washington. Yeah. Like this is just one of those teams that always finds a way, you know, makes you play with your good hand tied behind your back, all of those different things that you want to say. And I think with a quarterback making only his third start, even though that's at home, I think a quarterback making his third start is going to have a tough time with this yeah. Oregon State team. And also like look at Oregon State's offense. I know I was gonna if you didn't bring it up, I was gonna bring it like how, how the best you know on the field is Oregon State's offense, according to the model. Yeah. And it's like the model is just I, I think what the model is like jumping up and down the waving tains being like, hey y'all, we know Oregon State's defense is good. We know Arizona's offense is good. Don't mm-hmm. sleep on Oregon State's offense. Like it's actually kind of good, y'all. Like pay attention. Yeah. yeah. And, and so it's it's just the fact that not only do the numbers back it up, but what I've seen from this Oregon State with Smith as the head coach over the past few seasons, I think it's going to be hard for Arizona's offense to really get going in this game. And if they only score like 20 points, I don't think they, they're they going to have a good shot at all to, to beat Oregon State. That's kind of what it yeah. comes down to for me. Yeah, and uh, I think – the, the other thing to consider here is just kind of the matchup. And we talk about this a little bit more on the NFL show because the intricacies of, of the matchups that I think matter a little bit more in the NFL uh, when the talent's so close in college, a lot of times the matchups don't matter as much and not say they don't, but a lot of times in college, it's like, if you're good at something, you can do it. Like there's just, it's just when you have so many schools and you have kids of only of a four, mostly age range for your age range, like the talent can be so big, whereas the NFL, the talent's small. So it's, you have to kind of look a little bit deeper, but, but if you do talk about the matchups here, Oregon state has the 15th best pass defense, according to the model, that's really where they shine defensively against the run. Mm-hmm. The model's not really as high on them, but they stop the pass. And that's what has been uh, obviously, um, Arizona's you know calling card has been the passing game. They, they've got good guys that can make plays. They pass block really well, and Fafita has been pretty dang good. And that's Oregon State's strength, which I think goes back to your point of why they've been able to stop people in the Pac-12 because most of the Pac-12 really good offenses. Yep. You know, when, you, when you go to, to like uh, just starting last year at that early season game against USC, right? They were able mm-hmm. to kind of hold USC down on the pass, and that's the thing is they, mm-hmm. they defend the pass so well, and so they're going to be able to take away Arizona's strength. Uh, but Arizona, but Oregon State's offense, I just cannot say enough about this. The model loves 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 their offensive line it says they're the second best run blocking unit in the country sixth best pass blocking unit but oh yeah they've also got the 11th best stable of running backs as well dju has right. been pretty solid the 29th best quarterback i mean just loves everything about this offense and i think it's really underrated doesn't get a lot of love because they don't play at quite the speed that some of the, you know the washington oregon and usc's play at, so they're not necessarily putting up 65 points a game or something like that but they are really good and should have right. their way with this Arizona defense. So Pac-12 road games are always a little bit of a, you know, hold your breath. That's kind of the, yeah. you know, we also, how can you lose any game? Well, that's how you can lose this one. But models giving Arizona a really strong home field edge because of the long travel spot from Oregon state. You know, it's a very yeah. long distance of travel. And so knowing that the Arizona, you know, crowd is going to be pretty excited that the, the Pac-12 gets some of the best home field advantages, uh, Arizona being solid for the first time in a long time. I'm sure it will yeah. be a great crowd. 
models accounting for that. So with that 74% already knows that and just says, yeah, but Oregon State's just a really, really good football team. If you think they're all defense and this is going to be a strength on strength, weakness on weakness, you're, you're missing the fact that Oregon State should be able to score off Arizona. So yep. it's like, I want to be positive with Arizona. I don't want people to come away and be like, oh, you're disrespecting Arizona. We're really impressed with them. But also we're really impressed with Oregon State too. It's like yep. both can be true. Both can be good. So Oregon State yep. minus 165 pick there. Uh, Cousin Jared, that is... Uh, the three free picks we've got, and again, a whole night of college ball discussion between you and me to come. Uh, have do you have any parting words before we hit our uh, thirty second uh, a musical interlude? On this this show on YouTube here, you you will never see me kind of go against what sideline says. If you want to see me disagree with sideline, you have to stick around for the, the extra show Ooh. where I will tell you this is what sideline says. Um, I do not agree with it. So if you know if you're looking at what we we've picked here, it seems like hey, this is just going with what sideline says. Stick around, and I'll talk a little bit about where I disagree with sideline in this extended cut. I feel like we haven't heard people in the comments talk about that. It's a different crowd. I know in college basketball, people always yeah. are talking about that. So uh, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll see. I don't know where this is. I don't know myself. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious to see. I feel like I'm going to be blindsided when we get to that game um, yeah. wh where you're going to come in and, and, and not so fast, my friend, me. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but hopefully, again, we'll see you on the other side. If you want to see the full show, the way to get that link is to be on Dub Club. That link is in the show description, cost under $1 a day. And again, hopefully we see you on the other side of 